0: Oh, I've
1: started recording. I've started fucking recording right now. and I'm going to record on
0: see. Right, let, let me set up, up my uh, backup as well me then. Me
2: too. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll try not to yawn so no, much. No, I'm trying to yawn. you're going to be
1: yawn. yawn, you see.
0: <laughs> Are we good to go?
1: Uh, I'm good to go. I'm recording here, recording the backup. It's all happening, I can Um, put on some drums.
2: I'm recording.
0: Rubber bank. Right. Welcome to Podcast Maximus We are the dead
1: (laughs) Well
2: Or are we That's up to the debate
0: Uh, I I am dead That's uh, that's a twist, it's up to six cents And uh, joining me Are the pillars of faith And science It's Tom McNally Which one am I? Uh, Whichever one you want to be, Tom Okay And it's Marion Hilditch
2: Hello, I think Tom can be science if you want.
0: Hmm. Yes, yeah, so so science requires more work, doesn't it? It's a bit a bit too much effort. <laughs> <laughs> but just believe in things. That's that's what's easier.
1: Can go out and get some data? Jesus, I thought I could just rest.
0: On the seventh day.
1: Oh, it's Saturday. Well, I guess it's the Sabbath. We're recording this on the Sabbath. Uh, so, That's very for important. Some people, everybody. it
0: is. If, if God had been a bit more specific about that, a lot of trouble would have would have been avoided. For the well, you,
1: you haven't been uh, caught on a street corner by Seventh Day Adventists, have you?
0: <laughs> well, you don't know that. <laughs> anyway, but my faith today is telling me that we are here. We're actually uh, we're bang up to date for once. Uh, we have completely caught up. We've lost lights, for we are talking about issues sixteen and seventeen. Everlasting Voices, Part 1 and 2.
2: Yeah, but we need to hurry because Part 3 is coming out on Wednesday. Oh, my God.
0: So we, we need to stop this recording before Wednesday. That's uh, so Otherwise, we'll be we, will we passed over.
1: Mm, bit of a challenge.
0: We just want to do the best we can. And uh, this issue, uh, this two of uh, three parts, is written by uh, James Roberts with art by the returning Jack Lawrence. Colours by Joanna Lafiente. Letters by Tom B. Long. That's not Colours, Tom. Uh, edits by David Marriott. 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 Him as well. I I, I really shouldn't be for one to read out the credits, really. That, that was perhaps a humoristic mistake. <laughs> and uh, and uh, we, we start with Everybody Dead. That is uh, that's where we begin.
1: Mm, we got a lovely sequence uh, a silent sequence of Rodimus looking one way and Cyclonus looking the other way, and um Lawrence gets their their personalities down, even though Cyclonus is acting a little bit out of character and being actually quite pleased to see something um, uh, yeah there's a lot of good he's body a, language he's alone
0: though i think I think he would express himself if there was nobody else around to see it it's uh it's other people that make him uncomfortable.
1: Ah, good read.
0: What he, what he gets up to when nobody's looking, Tomit.
1: <laughs> that's what the next that's what the reboot's going to be about. Cyclonus in his room alone. <laughs>
2: I, I'd read that.
0: <laughs> and uh, apparently, these tables are on they're, they're Later, They're called uh, autopsy tables.
1: Ah, huh, which why would uh, uh, be
0: that on sounds a bit sinister. I suppose they weren't more worried about that.
1: Mm. Maybe they're hospital beds. Uh... So, The first part of a three-parter, and the mystery is very heavy here.
0: It is, it's as heavy as a big giant floating matrix in the sky.
1: Aha! Uh-huh. And which Red Dwarf episodes are we reminded of right off the bat?
0: Uh, I, I, I don't know, Tom.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Well, there's a bit of Better Than Life in there. So oh, it's, it right, a that's bit a bit more of it to later true. on.
0: It's uh, the book of Better Than Life, really. Or I suppose uh, Back to Earth uh, from the TV show. Back to Earth, uh, yeah. That classic, which I'm sure James would be delighted to be compared to. <laughs> but uh, there's but, but definitely uh, Better Than Life later on with rewarding uh, messages that uh, but, appear.
1: But oh, right. Uh, U equals BTL. Um... So overall, how uh, uh, how do we feel about the start of this mystery? Oh,
2: I love it. I love it. It's, it, it's a proper <laughs> mystery. It's a proper weird what on earth is even happening mystery.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a great use of the format of, uh, you know, you can, you can sort of play with the fantasy setting. You can kind of play with the idea that these are mechanical life forms, with uh, you know, fairly analogous religious beliefs. And, you know, you can also use it to there seems to be right from the bat a setting up right from the first page, I guess. So it's setting up of, you know, the faith the faith versus non-faith and how that leads to people interpreting things differently. And interpretation's a big sort of theme running through this episode this issue in the next. Uh, yeah, I think it uses all the pieces very intelligently to set up something quite interesting.
0: Yeah, I mean, what is it they actually just work out decide that they're dead? It's uh, after maybe 10, isn't it? And I think we're going to have something to say about 10 in a minute.
1: But, uh... Yes, so Rodimus uh, gets up from his slab. He sees the Matrix floating in the sky. He calls up Ultra Magnus and then encounters 10, we first sees from the back, sort of sitting down. Apparently, you you could take your phone with you to heaven. That's something <laughs> I, I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it would uh, just be cruel for you not to for them to take that from you at the door. Uh,
0: Magnus is using his his, uh, his arm one from Target two thousand and six, the little uh, chronometer he's got built in there. That's all he's looking at that when he's talking oh to one But uh, us has to use a phone, which has come with him to to
1: heaven. <laughs> Well, yes, and also Ten gets to keep the graffiti that's been written on his back. So um, that, though,
2: some things are not
1: what he's brought through with him.
2: So, shall we discuss the mystery of uh, Ten's arm? Uh, yeah, so so this is
0: uh, this is something you spotted, Marion, which uh, blew mine and Tom's mind. I think so. You should you should ex- explain it to us.
2: So, back in the olden days of more than meets the eye. Uh, when everyone was back in Necroworld and uh, fighting the DJD and the Sources Army and what have you. Um, if you remember Drift and Ratchet's heroic comeback, uh, it was to save Ten. And uh, at that point, uh, Ten had lost his arm, uh, his uh, left arm, in the fight. Uh, we don't really see much of Ten after that. I don't think in more than eye. When well, we next see him in Lost Light, he's fixed. Full on. He's uh, fine and healthy. Both arms are there. Everything's fine. Don't really think much of it until we get to sardines. And none of us picked up on this when all of a sudden Ten seems to have a temporary left arm, like a patched up arm that's like attached to his face and the rest of his body. And I only spotted this when I was reading this issue. And uh, there's a flashback of Ten... Uh, talking about oh no actually it's not 10 that says it it's the flashback of someone else explaining what's happened it's a Cyclonus, uh, and we see uh, 10 has a patched up arm and only then did i think to go back and check the fact that yes he has it in sardines but he doesn't have it in any of the previous issues and he doesn't have it anymore now in the afterspark or wherever it is that they are so what on earth is going on there guys
1: Well, it could be as mundane as that Alex Milne drew sardines and is incredibly detailed-oriented and probably would take it upon himself to repair ten in a way that makes him look like he's been repaired in the field.
2: Yes, but there would have been a big continuity mistake, which isn't like Alex. And I think James would have probably noticed, probably.
0: Hmm yeah I face the fact that uh, it's obviously the, the leading times and uh having two different artists working on it may probably draw in a pretty similar times the fact that jack's done it as well and specifically in the flashback page rather than the uh, present day that's uh I mean, whether it's supposed to suggest anything more significant than uh tens been reset to his factory settings or whatever when he when he's gone to heaven. When you, oh, when you go got, to heaven, he's, you, he's got you become perfect again. He's got the paint. He's got that's, the graffiti on him. So. Uh, you're not disabled anymore. It's that sort of uh, very evangelical idea of uh, of heaven. <laughs> you, <should remember. laughs> you can walk and you're, you're not a cripple anymore or whatever. Uh, Stephen
1: Hawking uh, lifting out of his wheelchair at the gate. Yeah, I suppose or, uh, we
2: don't have another equivalent, so Will doesn't suddenly have his face and arms back. Also, oh,
0: mm. a doesn't have her emotions back, so it's yeah, it's it's uh, dubious that, or it's a very deliberate clue about something. It uh, it specifically reminds me of uh, one one of the, those many many Star Trek episodes where they they turn out oh we were on the holodeck all along, where uh, what gives it away usually is uh, something that uh, the person who created the holodeck simulation didn't know about. But uh, so, but Chief O'Brien hurt his arm yesterday and now his arm's fine. I'm on a holodeck! Uh,
1: style <laughs> They're thing. kind of checking your watch to see if you're in a dream. Yeah. Sort
0: of. Or so, suddenly everyone's left-handed, is the other one, but that uh, gave it away once. But uh, it, it felt like that sort of thing, like a, a big clue. But, uh, but something is not right here in uh, what the people they are talking to in the afterlife. But there are some... Uh, some duplications going on here. There's, there's a couple of hints of that as well. There are a couple of things that whoever is putting this together gets wrong over the course of a two-parter. Uh, mm. Suggesting they're not om- an omnipresent
1: being. <laughs> it's a bit like a Slylock Fox uh, cartoon. You know, what? what is a tableau? What is out of place here? And how does that hint at what's coming? Um, there's uh, There's something else quite interesting in what 10 says um he says specifically that he had nothing and that the crew of the lost light Rodimus in particular gave him a home um and how that made him feel wanted and uh, that's a bit of uh that's, that's a bit of real world crossing over james roberts is the director of housing with the Guernsey Community Foundation in his in his uh, day job, and it's his job to get people who do not have homes into homes. So um, uh, I wonder if he has a problem of once housed, people then ascend to heaven with their souls being violently ripped from their bodies.
0: <laughs> but... I think uh, what Ted's saying now as well is what Rodimus wants to hear, because also a lot of these people are saying to people what will, what they want to hear. Uh, We find Mm. out that Rodimus later on, he likes to think of everyone being happy on Lost Lights and it being their home. And uh, that's where everybody enjoys themselves the most. So when when Ted's talking to there. he's talking specifically to Rodimus to to butter him up.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of flattering going on and it gets sort of increasingly more desperate Mm. as (laughs) as, uh, the issues go on.
2: But... Before we delve into that, which is potentially also a plot point, uh, can perhaps uh, there is a reading here of facts, but not so much of emotions going on. Um, before we got here, uh, the way the last time we saw these guys, uh, that issue ended sardines issue thirteen. We had that uh, we had a lot of theories about that issue. First of all, and what was going on in it. Uh, But we had, well, we had theories, but nothing concrete about what Donetsk had happened with Ten, because things were going, well, things were unusual, let's say, even before we got here. So all of a sudden, Ten turned around and started speaking. And we had theories around what that could have meant. This implies um, what we're reading here, that yes, that was Ten, although he says he doesn't actually remember any of it.
0: Oh, uh, there's a thing in a flashback uh, where somebody says, uh, did, did he... "Oh, Nightbeat says yes, that Ten's voice sounds different." Mm. So that's uh, that still suggests to me somebody could be speaking uh, through speaking him. through him.
2: Yeah, but that but it, it's the way this is presented to us right now. It's as if Ten just carried on having a voice and talking. So there's a continuation. Um. Mm. But there is still a disconnect because he doesn't remember any of what happened on Skip.
1: But the only people who can remember what happened on Skip are Cyclonus, yeah. Swerve, yeah. to some extent. It's a bit subtle, but Swerve does actually remember. And He doesn't come right out and say it. And drift. Drift, yeah. So the religious oh, lot. Yes. Um, which, is, which is something...
2: It is something A
1: bit, bit, of, bit of terraform there for a red dwarf reference, um, and and there's something very explicit, uh, which actually isn't in the issue itself, is it? That Cyclonus is a member of the Clavosoria, yeah. and the Clavosoria text and their whole creation myth is very that seems to be the template of what's being put mm. out here. And the idea that the Clavosoria is this kind of forgotten very old cult that is no longer relevant, I think is also interesting.
2: And it is Cyclonus' version of the creation myth that we get back in the more than meets the I annual, isn't it?
1: Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, which Rewind hadn't even heard before. Mm. So, if I may, that reminds me very much of um, one of my very favourite books, of um, Look to Windward by Ian M. Banks, um, which uh, to summarize, it involves a sort of alien race which became very advanced, and a small section of their population sublimed, which is something that all of the, the, the big civilizations tend to do. They, you know it's a science fiction trope. They you know transcend their, their physical forms and kind of go to some other plane of existence. But because only a few of them do, rather than the whole civilization do, you know, these ones that have sublimed sort of come back. And baffle everybody with strange appearances, but um they also go out and uh they make heaven they they make their religious beliefs into a real place and are able then to pull people from the point of death and you know where they can go and talk with the saints and the prophets and actually, and also go to hell if they if these kind of now omnipotent godlike beings see them going against their religious will. So you kind of go from a place where heaven wasn't real, but then certain, through technology, it was able to be made real. So not so much of a holodeck as a kind of... Um, uh, yeah, we went out and we built heaven.
2: Hmm. That sort of matches... Ultra-Magnus' own idea of the after spark, in a way, doesn't it? As a Ooh. cloud of information, skies awash with program code.
1: And if you have skies awash with program code, I guess you can reprogram that. Hmm. Cyclonus is very quick to—is it Cyclonus? Is very quick to say that's one interpretation. But I suppose that means that, yeah, maybe Magnus is completely right. <laughs> And uh, different interpretations. Maybe they've been captured by a Clavius a Clavis Aurea yeah. cultist. I
0: mean, the uh, first thing to note with Guided Hand is it has been uh, softly retconned. Because uh, back in Death of Optimus Prime, it's something that I think it's only Rewind has heard of slightly. It's uh, an incredibly obscure uh, reference. So that's how uh, it's in like the... Uh, the annual, it's something sorry, something that Rewind doesn't really know at all either. And oh, so it's he's, it's got it's, it's more mainstream over the course yeah. of the series. Something more it's uh, I think it's also a bit in Death Optimus Prime where Optimus he's, uh, he acts as if the moon uh, he might be thrown back in time and it's a moon be missing that lets him know that he hasn't. Mm. Which sort of implies it's disappeared more recently than uh Restore stories told here would suggest.
1: Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's been not like... re-worked as Robert <laughs> has got along. I may be back in the past. Let's check if Africa's there. <laughs> um, Yes, yeah, you can kind of see these sorts of ideas being refined over time. I mean, there's a bit of. Uh, I can accept rewind, not, you know, that's. I can, I can accept rewind's ignorance just in the case of, like, well, we need to introduce this to the audience in some way you can kind of no prize it and say that since rewind and perceptor maybe they published their results on the matrix i guess also on the ship of the last light where they're all looking for the 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 knights and megatron's giving them lectures about what they know about the knights maybe this stuff becomes very much talked about and they become very familiar with it um it's, it's like in,
0: a- uh, in the marvel comics where uh- when they when they get the Primus origin and nobody's heard it before and then within a few years you, you, and just, they're acting like it's something they've all known for, forever and it's just a Bumblebee going oh yeah, well, old Primus uh, nobody really talks about him anymore but we all know who he is even though nobody had heard of him two years ago
2: <laughs> Shall we look at this flashback before hmm. we move on First of all, do we have any comments on the fact that Ten appears to have a spark?
1: It's uh, it's something. It's telling something, isn't it? I'd always
0: assumed he was a a, a change member of the. How uh, uh, was I to say the guided handbags? I always used to get those two mixed up. Uh, the, the circle of lights. So that um, worked for me.
2: I've always um, I've always been a bit sure how to interpret that because the legislators were made out of recycled parts of the circle of light, yeah? I think mm. that's how it's phrased. And I never knew what that meant. Uh, are they sentient? There's a the whole conversation about the ambush test and who would pass it and who wouldn't pass it. Um, does having a spark automatically make you alive? Um, I, I I kind of assume... Ten wouldn't have one, and therefore the question about whether he's sentient or not. I mean, because if he was just a distorted Cybertronian, wouldn't they have been trying to restore him?
1: Mm, Yes, if there was a chance of that, they would just see him as injured rather than a new entity. Mm. Uh, There's there's something which just kind of tugged at my mind there. The Ambus test. Ambus is a Turbo Fox.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And we've been told that Turbo Foxes are just a, a... they have a spark but no brain, right they're just a spark linked up to some
2: uh.
1: bits um but so and in the whole kind of line about classifying the animals uh and how the functionist councils i guess would have uh that might have informed the way they acted towards Ambus and what they felt like they could do to him mm-hmm. uh based on what they knew he turned into um so if I guess that, that, that might be the definition. You, you can have a spark, but still be alive, but not a person.
2: Hmm. Okay.
1: I, mean, I suppose
0: because anything you see in here that could potentially be dubious, uh, nobody reacts as if they didn't think he would have a spark. So which suggests that whether this is real or not, that he, he, everybody else was aware that he had a spark because nobody goes, well, I, I I wasn't expecting that.
1: Yes, actually, the only thing which they say is that Rodimus knows that he's dead because he doesn't have a spark.
2: Hmm, okay. Okay, fair point. And I guess Ratchet would have been surprised or non-surprised to find out either way if... because he would have known. Hmm. So if, if Ratchet doesn't react to this information, it must have been he knew, so it wasn't news.
1: Yes, Um, but I I mean, I I imagine this is all this is all ambiguous on purpose, right? We've already the idea of personhood and ten is Hmm. personhood is pretty much ten's whole deal. Ten is disabled, and um, you know, I guess the the sort of the point of ten is that he is it doesn't matter what bits he's got or doesn't have. He should be treated as if he's alive, as if he's a person, as if he has feelings, and etc. Uh, etc. Et hmm. So, I wouldn't actually be surprised if we don't really get definitive answers to this, because I think from the, I think the point of the character is to say that these questions are irrelevant.
2: Yes, that's a very good point.
1: I still like to know, that. <laughs> I, I
2: know, I know. I'm
0: of I want to tick those boxes. <laughs> Yeah, and Swerve is upset that he's dead. He's, he's come a long way.
2: Yes. Yeah. Going back to the flashback then, there's something I completely missed the first time I read this book. And that is, um, let's see where we are. So the second page of the flashback, the first page of the flashback is 10 issuing instructions on how they can get out of the situation they're in. Uh, Apparently, Mm -hmm. he knows what's wrong with uh, um, Ratchet. Um, Mm -hmm. He tells him what it is that they need to do to get out of the situation. So top panel of the second page of the flashback, now this completely passed me by. We've seen this before. It's called compressed space here. Uh, we know it, we've heard it called this as well, but we know it by another name, and that's the Warren.
1: Brainstorm had no idea what it was.
2: He had no idea what it was, but Ten clearly knew exactly what it was, where it was, and how to get them in it.
1: And that it's the only way, and they needed, they, because Ten's idea is that they needed to get to a hospital, right? Yes. They need to get to a hospital that was far away. Yes. Which is immediately kind of,
2: suspicious. Yes, but he may...
1: Especially because they end up in a hospital.
2: Ha. Huh. Ha. Huh. I hadn't thought of that at all.
0: Well, I, mean, I, I guess we're all thinking uh, the same thing but Whether they went to take a breast whether they've actually come out isn't too far away from uh, where Getaway of the Lost Lies is in reality.
1: Yes, last thing they saw was Cyber Utopia. Mm. And what I thought was cyber utopia.
2: What Ten calls it is a patho hub, ideally one of the Mederi centers.
1: Which again is something we've never. Not just the characters haven't heard of that. We we don't know what that is.
2: No. So we've already been warned about what happens when you are exposed to space inside the Warren. Uh, because back in the uh, Mutineers trilogy, uh, we are told that mm. they have to come out for air now and then uh, because long exposure to compressed space isn't good for them.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, even within the spaceship?
2: Yes. Yeah.
1: Uh, okay.
2: Um, anyway, so apparently they abandon Skip here. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a dumb joke. It's still a good joke. <laughs> and they die this is what we're told and this is how we end up here so now we have the question of where here is so our theory so far is it's the after spark okay. it's a a type of afterspark that isn't really the afterlife it's just a place that someone's put together mm-hmm. uh, or it's in fact medical center of sorts
1: it's a medical centre, and they're in. Well, we've also had just right had a story where people end up in a place they can't quite remember how they got to the place, but they're stuck in a loop, hmm. asleep on a slab. Hmm.
0: You know that, that was one of my theories at one point. They've been caught, but in uh, one of getaway uh, tricks. Hmm. But uh, I'm, I'm not sure how likely that is now. Considering some of you others, well, considering the end of the second issue, <laughs> I, I don't think that's the case now. But when the first issue came out, I was quite convinced but uh but get away and got them uh, that yeah was it. that I, was gonna be the uh the, the twist
1: hmm. i think i think it invites you to make that comparison right yeah just because of that because of waking up on slabs and because we've had so much of so many characters vividly hallucinating uh situations in that situation,
2: yeah. What we are not clear on, I guess, or are we, is whether the loops that the characters are being put on back on the lost light are private loops or shared loops.
1: Ah, hmm. The better than life comparison would <laughs> would suggest that they're in shared loops.
0: Actually, you know, I was I was just thinking with, with a flashback. Uh, the reason that James contrived to have them die out in compressed space rather than just having the ship blow up or something like that, is that if Skip had blown up and then they'd woken up, that would have just had us going, well, this is just back to reality.
1: Oh, okay. He's He's
0: gone well, out of his way to avoid a red dwarf comparison there.
1: Actually, you know, that's a good point. Where's Skip? I suppose he died quite a while ago, but you know. Yeah, he's, he's already... You know, well,
0: he would come back down and go, what have you done to my body? Yeah, the
1: <laughs> corpse desecrators, get out of heaven. But
0: uh, I also, when, when we we're discussing being dead, uh, what I love, uh, and I guess, if, I don't know if this was a scripted thing or something Tom B. Long uh, did off his own bat, but uh, the, the three little skulls in, uh, in Will's speech bubble are absolutely hilarious.
1: Yeah, that's a really good, it's like a very French kind of touch. Um, more of that sort of thing. More abstraction in uh the... <laughs> in the uh i don't even say that in the in the in the skull
0: skull skull it's in it works <laughs> yeah so, actually,
1: let's,
0: let's talk a bit about uh, the reactions of the different characters because uh i think i think we'd have all guessed cyclonus and drift would uh just take it all off face value mm-hmm. uh but I mean, there's even a joke about that uh with brainstorm when uh when he's talking about the name of that cult so uh, what's it called again tom
1: uh Uria, golden Car- key uh
0: we're well, talking about there but he's of uh, show me anyone who takes a creation myth literally and then oh, right. pops up to go hello but <laughs> uh, uh but what, was, what surprised me right, in character is swerve because he it's been so long since the fact he's religious was mentioned i think it was back in a more than we die annual isn't it uh
1: no no was- no The this, uh parasite uh the 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 uh, personality ticks it was a big part of that. One of his, uh, one of his personalities was a priest. No, no that was a personality
0: tick. That, that was uh, Swerve. A Swerve world. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't remind us of a personality ticks. Only a fool would ever bring Rose up again. <laughs> I just,
2: do you uh, know what? I really want the whole ending of Lost Light to be. It was the personality ticks all along. Just to see well, just, the just look to of people's <laughs>
1: There were no Transformers. It was all just
2: these tick guys. Um, yeah, Swerve has always been less vocal. Well, I mean, Cyclonus isn't particularly vocal about his religion either. Uh, it's um, it's only Drift who kind of is more preachy about it. Hmm. Uh, Cyclonus keeps it to himself even though he's clearly very devout and uh, Swerve seems to kind of, well, swerve. Um, in and out of it. Uh but um I think we've been told clearly that he's a believer. Hmm.
0: And uh Ratchet comes round surprisingly quickly to the idea as well. He like puts up a bit of resistance initially, and then he's just like, uh oh, well, good point.
1: Uh yes, he can seize the point, though when faced with the guards in the next issue, he uh he's um he becomes less convinced. mm after the gods personally come and sort of give him the brush off.
0: Uh, it's what world's interesting one for me because uh, he, throughout these two issues, he's the one who is pretty resolute that none of this is real. He, he's not, he's not, he's joking about it. He, I don't think he particularly cares much either way, but nothing, he doesn't get swayed like the others do. There's, and there's nothing really done to try and sway him either. There's no, Nobody comes to speak directly to him what he cares about. And nobody, there's no uh, there's no uh, lure like there is with Lugger and Node or Nightbeaks to, uh, to distract him. He's a like to...
1: Yeah, well he doesn't try and do anything about it either. He's just so resigned to existence being torture that no matter what plane of reality he's on <laughs> it's, it's all the same to him.
2: Less I mean, uh, <laughs> Ratchet himself doesn't change his mind. He's just being reminded to stop being such a big ass about it. And and he stops. But he's not convinced. He's still, even after he kind of like take a ste- takes a step back, he says, well, you still need to convince me. I'm still not convinced.
1: Mm. And the fact that he can see the words, that he can see we are trapped lights. When the others can't, it
2: definitely has something to do with uh, susceptibility, perhaps.
1: Mm. And how um, how far they get along that path mm. seems to be about how uh, how hard nosed they mm. are. Night beats on the verge of something, but then the old beliefs come back. Brainstorm gets pretty much up to the gate. But, uh, yeah, he gets tricked right at the end.
0: It's, it's very... Uh, I've, I, we were talking about this before, and uh, uh, Marion mentioned this much more like a uh, a classic sci-fi novel, uh, Solaris. Yes! But, uh, what smart. what it reminded me of was a, a Voyager episode where uh, these aliens make them see all their loved ones, and as they're trying to solve <laughs> the problem, uh, they, they get uh, sucker punched by their... Uh, the people they're missing back at home turning up to come and uh, distract them from. Uh, I think mean, that's the last episode with Jay Way's boyfriend in before before they decide to completely forget he ever existed. <laughs> uh, as as if particularly with Quark, is very like the one near the end of an episode where uh Wei's rushing to solve a problem and then she gets uh, yeah. done by it as well. I uh, wish uh, there's been a few times over the years where there's been similarities to Voyager. I, th- I think
1: James is a secret Voyager fan. <laughs>
0: it, it was never Red Dwarf at all. That's going to be the
1: final twist. Um, I, I read Solaris quite recently. Um, it is stupidly good. But that, I, I've um... uh, read people say the English
0: translation is a bit awkward. But it, uh, it, oh, it, I read it works as I... it. Oh you went to Russia I,
1: did you of course you did no, there's a there's a there's a fresh translation I think that's why I, I came across it like a couple of years ago there was a new translation mm. um but it's very different from the films like the films really lean on the the dead coming back. The book is just about it's really just very concerned with talking about how um academically and philosophically the world would deal with this completely ineffable alien life form existing um so it's much more about like a lot of the book is the main character reading a book about solaris studies and the solaris you know they've discovered solaris has been discovered for like 150 years by the time the main character gets there and it only starts doing this dead people stuff (laughs) like quite um quite recently Uh, But yes, it's got, yeah, there is, there is definitely. And yeah, you, the idea of, of, but that's the thing. It's kind of Solaris has this idea that, that the thing that's, that's using you, the thing that's kind of got its tentacles in your mind is kind of curious about you. This seems much more that it's trying to manipulate the characters just to stand under this one light.
2: Yes, I agree.
1: There's something more predatory about it.
0: I mean, who, who have we seen recently who's uh, keen to get volunteers to uh, give up their sparks for extraction?
1: Oh! Mm.
2: So there is there is one thing there to ponder, yeah. Um, there is another thing to ponder, and perhaps more so into the next issue where it becomes a bit clearer what it is that triggers uh, spark extraction. And... Is it, uh, how should we define it? Is it perhaps being at peace? Is it unresolved issues? Uh, Is it um, perhaps uh, guilt, Uh, dealing with guilt? In any case, something seems to be resolved for you to ascend. Mm. And we've seen something similar before, uh, all the way back in Remaining Light. Uh, and Tyrest's portal. Um the technology Tyrest's portal uses, where uh, nobody can cross into whatever is in the other side, uh, except for skids, uh, because he's at peace with himself for the first time ever. Even rung can't get through.
1: No, rung's got his, his shameful past. He
2: does. So, um, uh, is there a link here?
0: I that's that's a pretty some good catcher. lines
1: yeah. point to yes. I guess we can expect Farmer to be somewhere nearby.
2: Hmm. And also, how about Equitus and Equitus Tech?
1: And what was underneath Equitus?
2: The Magnificent. Ah. We've come full circle.
0: <laughs> it's uh, It all ties together. It's uh Yeah, I think that's uh, that's a video really of catch. I, mean, we, I think we're saying with uh, with sardines that they were uh our theory was we're were up against a defence system for cybertopia. And I think uh, that they are still going through that. Yes, that's uh possibly automated and abandoned now. <laughs> but uh, it is not uh, it'd be quite funny if they actually are at Cybertopia while getaway and the others aren't. <laughs>
1: Oh, they, get, they all just fell into like a, a trap. <laughs> but then these guys just sort of stumbled into it. <laughs> but then it's still like, what is 10? Mm. What is he? Why did it? Why did 10? 10... I mean, presumably whatever 10 is, is related to why Ratchet goes translucent. Because 10 appears in response to like, oh, you've got to get your friend. To... It's like, it's like a, it's like a carjacking. Hmm. it's like oh, the, the, oh my friend's in the middle of the road oh we gotta get into a hospital i just I mean just let I me mean, just get in your car quick I mean, just get in your car
2: <laughs> so do you think 10 was trying to lure them as opposed to help them what or whatever whoever oh. speaks through 10 yeah
1: yeah well he he told them to reroute skip's engines to go there to right? get
2: to one. yeah it was all a bit too too neat wasn't it
1: Yeah,
0: and it's interesting, actually, that uh, this happens right after uh, Getaway flies through the water and gets to wherever they got to. Mm -hmm. Somebody got out of their way to bring Rodimus there as well, Uh, uh, after Getaway got there.
1: Oh, hang on a second. Who would want to mess... Who would have access to Ten's brain and want to mess with Ratchet? Ah. (gasps) Who's very cruel?
2: Oh, that's a that's a very a very good catch there.
1: And who would mess with Ratchet in a way that would specifically shake his sense of self?
2: So we reckon this is all about Ratchet. That would be quite funny, wouldn't it?
1: <laughs> well, of course, with, with things wrapping up, I
0: mean, Ratchet was the uh, the first feature Transformer in IDW. So it would go full circle if, he, if it ends up being all about him at the end.
2: <laughs> I mean, it, uh, like very much with Remain in Light, since we're making all these comparisons, and that being the last time we did see... And I mean, the last time we saw Farmer, he was being pulled into the through the portal.
1: So, yeah, by a tentacle. By, by, uh, yeah, by, by a bunch of spark Yeah,
2: or whatever the hell that was. So I think it's very likely that um, I can now picture Farmer sitting there in whatever the after spark is um and thinking these guys are gonna take forever to get here the blood is stupid that rodimus is never gonna find the warren let let, (laughs) let's just give him a push and mess with ratchet whilst we're doing it
1: (laughs) yeah real bonus because he because he could just be motivated by straight up revenge yeah and, and also, yeah, extracting sparks isn't too far away from extracting tea cogs. Yeah. Maybe, he's, maybe uh, Scorponok's recruited him to do whatever he can. Or
2: maybe he has nothing to do with Scorponok's own plans. he has to do with the Grand Architect's plans. And the, it's the Grand Architect that needs the sparks. And Scorponok just yeah. set up the side shop.
1: Oh, I can imagine Scorponok, if Farmer is running this operation, imagine Scorponok... Going to seize farmers' stuff yeah, as a way to get all the decepticons to so I think that could... the cal- the cavalry might be Scorponok.
2: oh, maybe unwillingly, even
1: yeah, oh well, yeah, yeah, just like oh, here's the you know we've heard rumors of the best spark extraction in the galaxy, we we'll go, get this guy.
2: Yeah, but I still don't think that Farmer is running the show. I think farmer has been recruited much like Scorponok has been. Mm. I just think Farmer is running this particular show, potentially.
1: Yes, and he's got some kind of latitude to <laughs> to work out his personal yeah. beef, just like Scorponok has. Yeah, and he he's yeah, made the most they... of
2: Luna 1 facilities, didn't he, for his own personal gain. Yeah,
1: yeah Luna 1, which we're reminded about right here. Yeah. Okay.
2: Hmm. Okay.
0: okay. Oh god, I was picturing because I was thinking, oh yeah, it's gonna bring all the villains. All the villains will be coming together for but I just thought what what if the back half of Overlord turns out to be the
1: <laughs> Well that struck me when there's when uh, to skip ahead from where we were going through uh, a, bit, skip. a bit. But uh they're in Ward Zero. And Ward Zero they, there's the trapped light. And it's all hooked up to a very, very green a very green tube. A very kind of Zero point one percent spark tube, and it didn't occur to me. It's like, yeah, did they find (laughs) Overlord's pants? (laughs) 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 The ultimate villain. Yeah, it was uh, was a a great power source here we can use for something. Um, Oh, oh, sorry.
0: As I was say, speaking of unexpected returns, uh, I feel like we said about Skip. Our Skip should have turned up to say, "Look what you did to my body." spring arm just turned up and he, he, he must be looking for ryan Pax. to go you bastard what did you do to me with that chaos theory that was inappropriate <laughs> it's, it's especially inappropriate for roller to be calling back to that by riding him here as well <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh i i really like the uh the bike alt mode
1: yeah it's a cool look isn't yeah. it lawrence draws it really well
0: well I suppose if you want a side of why maybe they need to uh to have a bit of a fresh start, you've got a C issue box that goes back, is it eight years to Kale's theory? It might even be longer than that, actually, isn't it? It's, uh, well, here we go. See this comic from a real long time ago, anyway, to, to find out what happened, what Spring Arms' story is.
1: Not easily available in a trade. Um, well, you know, at the end, those red rectangles tell us something about goes back much further.
0: No, I'll ask you about the, uh, the trials in a minute. Uh, it's, it's an interesting choice, but it's
1: Trail Cutter and Pipes who pop up. From, yes, from the... yeah,
2: because rather than that's Rodimus' guilt.
1: Hmm. And it and it's it, the way the panels arranged really emphasises that Trail Cutter appears to Rodimus, uh, Pipes appears to Swerve.
2: Why is uh, Pipe
1: Swerve's guilt? Um. Were they okay, yeah, I don't actually know. I can't but there's but there's something then about how Pipes addresses velocity. uh uh-huh. Pipes seems to be first of all, you know, he's quite friendly.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Also Springarm, I don't think Springarm was like a funny, jokey guy. But I probably yeah, they've all <laughs>
2: changed in the After Spark, haven't they? They're all very cheery.
1: Trailcutter, yeah, just seems to be there to. Oh, yeah. He doesn't really reflect Rodimus very well,
2: but pipes oh no, she does. Shael Cutter is, I think, Rodimus is biggest because he's the one who he tries to save back in Elegant Chaos.
1: Oh yeah, so yeah. Uh, thematically, it's yeah. But so, hang on. The the the, the idea I was going on is that they start to act like the person they're sort of for.
2: Oh, I see. I see where you're going with this. Okay.
1: Because the way, because so it's it's so pipes. Talks to Velocity who he's never met and calls her Lottie.
2: Oh, I see.
0: My Pipes does have a lot of health issues over the years. Maybe he has <laughs> That's to call cool. on a lot of medical services in a pass.
1: And Swerve and Velocity have a bit of a They they they've uh so Velocity was the one who who found the the bullet from Dominus ambus in Swerve's shoulder. Yeah, they
2: have a very friendly relationship with Swerve, I think, and the, she pulls a check on him uh, in sardines with, uh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And the way Pipes starts talking to Velocity, I think it—it's it, as if it's—it's it's a Pipes version of Swerve.
2: Mm, I see, I see what you mean.
1: But Trail Cutter doesn't support that because he doesn't—he doesn't really act like Trail Cutter, but he doesn't really act like Rodimus either.
2: Mm.
0: He is sober though. Maybe that's. <laughs> <laughs> he was only just a end of a hang surprise see when he died, so he's, he's a bit more better with it.
2: <laughs> so, do we think perhaps the reason why Log and Arnold well, Arnold primarily seems so completely unaffected, is because she's just very, really recently worked through her issues.
1: Oh yeah, a bit immune to it all. But they're, but they I mean, they're they're kind of. But, but- be. They're
0: hooked in by uh, the treasure hunt. He'd said, aren't oh, they? Have, to have a chance, Serbios to, to retire?" Which, even
1: though they're dead,
2: <laughs> they don't believe that. Though they don't believe that they are. They're just like, "Yeah, none of this is real. We're just gonna steal some stuff while we're here, though."
1: Yeah, yeah. This will work itself out, and then we'll have <laughs> the the treasure. We'll have the Anuntrium. Oh, the Anuntrium! Okay, hang on. <laughs> My ridiculous idea of of Overlord's pants.
0: That, that was my idea, Tom. Don't steal my idea.
1: <laughs> but uh, the, the, the building housing, mm-hmm. the big green tube, mm-hmm. has uh, has at least some Anuntrium in it.
2: Soft Anuntrium, but Anuntrium has come out far too many times recently for this to be random. Hmm. Because yeah, The scavengers were this... looking for it as exactly, well. Exactly, yeah. But what's the difference between Soft Anuntrium and Overlord Anuntrium?
1: good question
0: so soft is what happens, what it gets like when it's been flung back in time to the beginning of history as I had to come forward slowly <laughs> back to the present day
1: maybe all an entry only exists because it came from overlords pants
0: <laughs> oh, uh, I, I suppose a big returnee of course he's a tailgate
1: yes we haven't spoken about tailgate at all <clears throat>
0: I, I am very suspicious of tailgate I uh, well, it's interesting, but it's we're talking about what these apparitions do and don't know. Tailgate genuinely knows what happens happened to the real Tailgate when he's describing what happened to him, so he's up to date. But did he get back for world's memories of? Because he at least knew Tailgate was going to go into some medical procedure. Oh, wow. See, I think
1: I think we're through the looking glass of fake outs here, because I think that's the real Tailgate.
2: Yeah, I don't think Tailgate is dead, and if that's a fake Tailgate, he is not behaving like everyone else.
1: Hmm. Yeah, he's not. Yeah, he's behaving exactly like Tailgate. Mm. He doesn't. He's not in the know like Trailkiller is. He's doesn't get, He actually knows exactly as much as he should know. Um, and his personality is intact.
0: I just suppose that Cyclonus doesn't ascend either once he finds him. Yo! Oh Which...
1: shit, yeah. Clearly he's not Macatented, boys. <laughs> yeah, of course. That's staring us right in the face. Hmm. Yeah, by the laws we establish, you know, as soon as Nightbeat clicks on Rung, whatever he does, whatever he figures, he just goes. As soon as 10 says that he's happy, he just goes.
2: But why would they have brought um
1: Tailgate here, um, well, yeah, I guess to to get at Cyclonus.
0: Well, uh, Tyrex would have uh, some long-standing issues oh, with Tailgate. What right. is it?
1: Right, the man who stuck his finger in my hole. Oh, I'll, I'll get him. And we do have this as a precedent with Grimlock that the Warren can be pinpointed to pluck people out of confined spaces.
0: Ah, oh. uh, uh, that's how we got there. Because, okay, if it's. A, it, but you've convinced me with a real tailgate now, Tom.
2: <laughs> Isn't there an issue with Cyclonus's spark and tailgates, for that matter? Aren't they linked, in a way? Well, maybe not directly linked, but Cyclonus used to have a weak spark. It was invigorated mm-hmm. uh, before the days of Modemitsia, even, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. When everything was rebooted, if I recall correctly. Yeah, and then he gave a lot of that over to Tailgate through the sword transfer thingy. Yeah, to save him. Uh, And then he spark uh, atrophied again.
1: Cyclonus's spark. Oh, Tailgate spark
2: atrophied. Cyclonus's
1: did it. I missed that. When did that happen?
2: When he transferred his energy to save Tailgate back in season one.
1: Oh, yes, yeah. so we had the spark of a newborn, and then... Keep asking yeah, okay. over.
2: Yeah. So when we have, uh, is it 20 plus 1, 22 plus 1, what that issue is called, yeah. um, uh, and they are all going through their health checks to find the pattern, Cyclones so spark is mentioned as being, as, uh, being uh, weak or atrophied or something of that kind, or depleted.
1: Oh, uh, okay. Hmm. So, so
2: maybe they're not interested in his spark.
1: Oh, yeah. He's got a deaf spark. Or they want tailgate spark because they're parts of a whole.
2: Yeah, maybe.
1: Maybe. Ta- and
2: tailgate spark has gone through that transformation. Tailgate spark is unhealthy as well because that's the whole reason he was buried.
1: Yeah. To to flood it full of
0: radiation. It was like a so key does therapy. that mean when Fortress Max was soaping up that coffee and it was just an empty coffee?
2: That, Red, it's that like, would explain it was... the reaction, wouldn't it? That's not what I expected. Yeah. There's nothing there.
1: Yeah, but there's, and then Rodimus says something about like the ash or the profile mm-hmm. makes it look as if he blew up or spontaneously combusted. But yeah, that could easily be. Yeah, but you know, we Warren dust.
2: Oh, I see. So you think they really did get that message and it was real? Because we a lot of the t- chat we had around uh, sardines was that none of those things were actually happening.
1: Yes, I I. I think that was a red herring.
2: You reckon? Okay.
1: Yeah. Oh, uh, that's
0: sneaky James Roberts.
1: Because, you know, the devil doesn't. The devil will mix truth with lies hmm. to attack us.
0: Well, then how did he Max know to phone up Skip? Because there was nobody else. He killed everybody on Necroworld, so we don't want to tell him what ship Rodimus was on.
1: Well, he just called up Rodimus's... I mean, they have personal numbers, right? Which seem to work across time and space.
0: Oh, but that, that didn't come through his personal number there, okay, we the ceiling.
2: They left a note on the fridge.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, just in case, guys, just in case somebody comes along and shoots all of you, I'm just going to leave this here. I mean, so, they, but,
1: but... They, they thought Max got the lowdown on tailgate. They were presumably there kicking, investigating what's happened here. Um, you know, someone would have been able to, some, one of the Decepticons didn't kill or, they left some Autobots there as well, didn't they?
2: Well, they left...
0: But,
1: but none of them were there when they went back there, apart from mm. So Yeah, they'd
0: all
2: been killed. Oh, for... yeah, the Decepticons
1: killed the Autobots and then Fort Max came and killed the Decepticon. What a mess. Well, gee, so speaking of ascension, Ray, but, but
0: in part two, uh, Ultra Magnus ascends, but then he gets took to the Guiding Hand, and mm. then he gets put back down again afterwards. He does a Carry on.
1: Well, he's. Um, there's something else for him now, isn't there? There's something else unresolved. <laughs> it's, uh, it's lucky
0: Rewind wasn't there when Dominus Amos popped up. That would have. Uh, <laughs> that would have something like, hey, Ultra Magnus, I've come to tell you where would have just jumped in and gone, hey, I am the important one. I'm going to make this all about me.
2: <laughs> A note. Tailgate says that he, when he woke up in the after spark, he was depowered.
1: Yes, did they take his powers, or did just ther- did the therapy work somehow? Mm. Yeah, healthy as well, right? As if he mm. had medical attention. Mm.
2: Okay, 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 okay. So, uh, horse ascended. Ten has night bit has roller disappears. We don't actually see him uh, ascend. No um anyone else i think that's everybody everyone else is just being distracted right
1: i don't
0: presumably he does us but that happens off paddle after he walks off with quark but that's well, that's we don't
1: see that
2: we don't yeah we don't actually we don't see um like i say roller either we just see them being distracted
1: well they they, they all get shepherded over to the matrix
2: yeah quark hmm. says
1: come let's go i want to show you the matrix Okay. Nightbeat's trail of crystals leads him to the Matrix, and uh, presumably, SpringArm now in control of Roller can just drive him over there.
2: Mm. Okay, so before we get to the ending, uh, let's talk about the guiding hand, shall we? Mm.
1: I really like this bit. This is—it's a real. I can see this. Maybe had a long gestation time.
0: Well, Rodimus going, put it there to the, with, his, with his little hand joke. I think he'd been working like that for a while. If I ever meet the guided hand, I would say put it there.
2: <laughs> Can I say that this was my favourite bit of both books was Rodimus demanding to speak to the person <laughs> in charge. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's it's very like uh, it's like the end of a black and white X Files episode where uh, where Mulder is happy with how it's ended and he just goes, "I want to speak to the writer to uh, to get him sorted out."
2: But it it was so in character this reaction. I but I think it was it was in character, but also the same because I think Rodimus is pious to an extent, isn't he? Hmm. He because he has the connection with the Matrix. And um, I know Drift has been trying to convert him into his religion, which he did in the end, didn't he? And that's yeah. why he's being painted. Um, I don't know if uh, we have any evidence that uh, Rodimus actually buys into it to that extent. But I, I think Rodimus it does believe on a level in something.
1: Yeah, well, but then in that Rodimus way, it's, he believes in stuff that makes him special.
2: Yeah, no, and he, he, if he's he the has issues one. with authority. So he he might believe spiritually or, yeah, if he's the, the chosen one, as you say, but I don't think he would go for just anyone being in charge.
1: Mm. Yeah, unless it's him and
2: everybody's happy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, there's, like, what I was saying earlier is that, so what we, well, we've discussed outside of the podcast as well, is that whatever's going on here seems to be either somebody is reading people's minds but can't really access their emotions. Hence they completely miss out the one, they misread the situation with Skids and Nautica.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um they they misread the situation with Rodimus as well because in reality you know how they say you just want everyone to be happy, right? And everyone's like, no, he's just stubborn and just wants to get a getaway. You know, he's he he really that's it. Um <laughs> or maybe they try to convince him of it. Uh, But again, uh, misread his strength of feeling there. Or somebody simply has access to information that's old.
1: Yes. Okay.
2: So maybe they know Rodimus from before the whole Gateway incident. Perhaps uh, when Rodimus was trying, even before Megatron, when he was trying to do what's best for his crew, and that's where he was at that point in time. Um, Or, well, actually... That can't be right because uh, Nautica wasn't around at the time. So it would have had to be a point in time where Nautica and Skids were close, but before Skids died and her memory was wiped, or rather after Skids died because they know he's dead, but mm. before Nautica's not memory, her feelings for Skids were taken. It, it seems to be different points in time for each character, in fact.
1: Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. There may be something. When each character encountered something,
2: Okay. So for Nautica after Skids died, but before her feelings were removed.
1: Hmm. So hang on, where was she? What did she do?
2: She they were on the Necro NecroWorld uh, when Skids died. She stayed on the Necro World and then they went to I forget the planet Tro- name. Major? Yeah, and they had the walk around and then they went to visit the, the um Agonizer.
0: Agonizer, huh? extracted memories. There could have... Been, that's when uh, we had access to... Somebody had access to a brain full of all this information they could have pulled stuff out of. Uh-huh. The same time they would drain the emotions.
1: But then tens, 10 would have been all... Wait, hang on. Is that... Oh, is that post? Hang on. Yes, that, that'd be po- post... Um, dying of the Light.
0: Yeah. It's uh-huh. all... There's nothing from... Uh, before, there's nothing after from after Nautica got her, uh, her,
1: her brain plugged into that machine, is there? Mm. Uh, hang on, or, maybe maybe it's the Necro World itself because mm. the Necro World knows who's dead and alive.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's a it's for real Dominus who shows up as well. It's uh, so it's his knowledge. I mean, what he really looks like. So that's after that became public knowledge as well, then. So it's not it's not a uh, guy who looks like Minimus, and it's not. Agent 113, it's a little wolfy guy.
1: Yeah, who nobody uh, but um uh, nobody but Minimus knew. Um,
0: a a tilde of a light, uh, now.
2: Maybe it's the case that information is collected from multiple sources. There is no direct point. So it's not somebody has direct access to anyone's brain. It's just that they have access to the information.
1: Hmm. But you're right. It would have to be yeah, it's, it, it, the time windows are quite precise. So, I also noticed that
0: the guided hand uh, make Grift tell them their, their origin story. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're he not gets... going to say it because we don't. You tell us, mate. Yeah, yeah. you
2: prove it.
1: He gets cold red, red there, doesn't he?
2: Is it because they don't know the origin story or is it because they want his interpretation because there are so many and they don't know which one to go with?
1: That seems likely. They definitely... Yeah, as you say, it's the wording of what Cyclonus has already said. They know. But they don't know quite what they're operating here. They're very vague until given the details. So, they don't have access to Drift or Drift's... or Drift's memories.
0: Mm. It's it's very like... It's sort of of a mirror of uh, the American version, uh, Marvel version, of the... uh... The origin story where it's in fact, it's Grimlock going to the the Guardian guy. Where if you uh, created us, you tell us the origin story to prove it. It's a it's flip of that. I think quite. if I, all the different versions, it's quite like Marvel. I was thinking about every way he got time he got told in Marvel, it was slightly different. Mm. Uh, I, I not because it, it was basically intended to be ambiguous, but just because Furman was fiddling about with it. As he, as he went along and changing details. But uh, it created a similar unreliable narrative about what what's real in mm. the origin story as well. And I think James is very influenced by the way. Because he's a bit of a Marvel Marvel Transformers fan. I don't know if anybody <laughs> knows this. It's, uh, but I think he's very influenced by what, what Furman did there with his different tanks on it.
2: I think another thing that James might be trying to tell us here is that this is, this is Cambridge Analytica. <laughs> These are people who simply have a lot of information on you and can draw conclusions from this information about you.
1: But Ooh. they don't
2: actually know you.
0: Oh, yes. That's, ver- that's very good. Uh, would the leading time have made, ha- made that possible? Or how long was the
1: case?
2: The story's been out for some time, mate. Uh, it just keeps coming out in uh, different bits and pieces.
1: Yeah, it becomes more and more explicit and deep. <laughs> <laughs> but it it doesn't
2: it doesn't have to be Cambridge Analytica though. Big data is a reality, mm. and a concern concerned very much of the times. Uh, people can find out a lot about you if they have access to that kind of information.
1: Hmm. Yeah, that's a very good shout.
2: Okay.
1: But who? just just before we move on there, I just want to probe that a little bit because who do we know? Well, we know the, ne- the Necrobot certainly collected data on everybody. Yeah. It's possible his data has been sold off to marketing companies.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Is that how he funded his lavish lifestyle? <laughs> Planets are cheap, you know. It's just you. <laughs> Uh, Actually, of course, the uh, Necroworld beaver mould for Cybertron has got to come back into this geez, somewhere yeah. along the way, so that connects the origin story of the Transformers too.
1: Well, yeah, so there's a couple of things, a couple of threads there, that Necroworld knows who's dead and who's alive and has sort of spark signatures. The Necrobot said that he kind of came up with that, but he also said that he found the world and that he knew it was a shell of a world. Um, yeah, I don't know if, if the Necrobot, I think the Necrobot may have utilize what was already there uh. and then there's yeah stuff we've talked about a lot that like you can uh, you know <laughs> people like radar have spark magic spark detecting signatures uh-huh. um we've got all this kind of yeah projection um tech and this idea that all these people are networked in a way that kind of goes back um and then there's the kind of another line of evidence that Unicron is just going around hoovering up everything and anything related to Cybertron, like he's got. Well, you of...
0: mean uh, the Unicron who uh, had the whole "Proceed on your way to oblivion" thing <laughs> oh. that you said that one time, that Unicron? That Unicron. That's a second time in uh, two issues that we've had, uh, had a Unicron uh, quote from somebody. Else.
1: Yeah. Now, but he, despite that, I can't quite bring myself to think that Unicron's involved here. Why... Why am I having that block? I think
0: Rodimus is definitely going to be... Well, I'd say definitely. I would have, I'd be amazed if Rodimus isn't involved in the Unicron event somehow because, of course, he's got my classic association with with uh, the film and the introduction of my character. So I'll be very surprised if... Him and probably Magnus, actually, as well. And, and are not in there somewhere, so it's got to got to tie in together with that big thing at some point. Yeah. especially when they start happening concurrently in a couple of issues.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that's if that's enough to go on. Um, you know, Unicron's setup is being more connected to people like Rom at the moment. Uh, I, I. I from the little I know, which is not a lot, it's just solicitations and sort of a, a general uh, feel for where the plots are going. I think Lost Light's going to just conclude, sort of independently of Unicron. Maybe a bit of a tie in right, right, right at the end, just to put a cap on it. Right,
0: when everyone dies. <laughs> yeah,
1: but uh, yeah, I don't. I
0: if I've maybe a head off a the ball, they're all already dead.
1: I'll <laughs> <laughs> meet everybody inside Unicron. Maybe, maybe they got eaten by Unicron in compressed space. <laughs> I, I do have to say and they're all in his tummy.
0: How <laughs> oh, I, mean, I suppose that's a thing we things ending. Uh, maybe there is no double bluff or trick here. They just actually are all dead. And <laughs> uh, the remainder of the series will be them trying to get out of heaven to go get 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 away.
1: It'll be defending your um, life, starring Runnimus Prime. Uh, I don't think one of
0: us. Uh, if I were going to pick anybody to defend me against God, to uh, to make an argument against
1: God, I would have picked Drift. Yeah, he really <laughs> messes up.
2: <laughs> hmm. Well, he he picks his uh, he picks well. Ratchet's the odd one out there, but he picks his Trinity. So he picks Magnus and Drift as the two extremes, and then hmm. uh, Ratchet as the uh, non-believer, I guess.
0: He, he had to get. They said you you've got to have three people, and ratchet it was a about. He's the only other person I can think of.
2: <laughs> it is a good, uh, it's a good choice. I have to say. I mean, Rodimus is not stupid.
1: Yeah, and he knows how to pick a team. Yeah. But uh,
0: God bless you, when he's going on about how happy everyone was on The Lost Light, that's when everybody was happiest. I'm like, do you, do you remember what happened on The Lost Light, one of us? It, it didn't go so well for you at the end.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't, like, I'm not sure people were that happy, in fact.
1: Yeah, didn't they? Didn't 81 of them vote against you and then the rest mutinied? Yeah,
2: didn't some people die and so on? And
1: The Bounty, the Bounty, ha- famously happy ship. You know, <laughs> they just had a great time there on the bounty.
2: Okay, okay. Are we ready to look at the ending?
1: Oh, one last thing about information being out of date and such. They try and pry at Magnus by talking about Megatron.
2: Does he? And what point?
1: With Mortalus. And like a very heavy-handed. What? Oh, we forgave. Mortal- Is he talking about Getaway as well, though? Oh, it seemed to be aimed at Magnus. And Mortless does look a lot like Megatron.
2: Ah, it's the uh, about forgiveness and being cast out. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Mm, they they are trying to, again, resolve his issues, yeah.
1: Mm. But it doesn't quite but, work, right? Because
2: No, but Magnus was about to ascend when he saw Dominus anyway.
1: Yeah, but then after they talk about Megatron, he now doesn't doesn't ascend
0: well because... i think it is that when they get put back down then they've, they've got to be by the matrix to ascend oh, that's yeah. where everyone's going so they, they get put back down further away from it i don't know why why they're not put back down where they were then magnus would, would carry on it looks like everybody has to go to the matrix to do the uh to do the thing
1: well it's also like the morality lot right they have to want to go there so i so, was <coughs>
0: flicking through but cyclonus going, mean, I died on Necroworld necro when you left me. Uh, he's, he's got the smooth words, also Cyclonus has. He knows what to say to butter you up.
1: Also, so Clonus has died quite a lot of times.
0: <laughs> it's less impressive. It's like we've seen
1: Cyclonus like been blown apart more than anyone else. He's been sent to an alternate universe, he's been put through black holes. He can take his pick, can't he? I'm saying. <laughs> Metaphorical deaths. <laughs>
2: Uh you know, this dialogue here you've made me reread where well, Wagner speaks to the guiding hand. Uh, there is another thing that the uh, flashback to Megatron brought him, was telling him, um, Get me out on the technicality.
1: Oh, yeah, this you is did what it you for did. Megatron.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, me <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's good <sighs> enough for him. <laughs> I totally missed that. Yeah, come be my counsel. You can get even the worst war crime, <laughs> war criminal.
2: And um, oh, who is this one? Is that Primus? Who is he talking to there? Calls him Minimus Ambus. Way to try to make him feel small.
0: Mm. I'm. I'm never entirely sure which member of Guided Hand is which. To be honest.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: Guido did a great job on their designs, but it's quite. They are a bit vague.
0: Hey, what? What? one who looks like a giant evil version of Quark. He's like a big purple Quark. Let's hope Brainstorm is up and into it.
2: Uh Epistemus is the one that looks like uh, Quark. Solomus is the guy with a beard because he's old and ancient. Primus is the, um, the. He's not the one I thought. Primus is a handsome looking one. Mm-hmm. His helmet is a little bit like Drift, a little bit.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah.
2: Uh, Adapter is the one who has wings.
1: Yeah. He's so got the kind other of a one has spanner. to be.
2: So that's mortal. So that,
1: that's mortal. Yeah. Yeah, mortal is the the guy looks Purple like Impactor. One. Impactor Megatron sort of Autobrand guy. They all look a bit like the Autobrand. So then we've got this uh, what
0: they think is a church, where it, uh, it turns out it's something else on the inside. Uh, who do we think sending ratchets these uh, messages uh, And he can see them.
2: Are they sending him messages or are they there, but some of them can't see them in the same way that because their belief um, stops them from being as perceptive as everyone else. So it's the same people who seem to have clearer memories that are also not able to see things in front of them. mm. So, the more religious people can't see the things that the least religious people can see.
1: Yes. Yeah. Because the the more, most religious people seem to be more suggestible to whatever who's running mm. this place wants them to think.
2: Yeah. So, trapped light, yeah? Yep. Let's talk about Drift's vision. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Drift's vision is uh, pharma. Uh, many world sweepers, which we know are linked to the Grand Architect. Uh-huh. Spark eaters with tentacles. Tentacles dragged mine to Tyrus' portal.
1: Uh-huh.
2: Uh, the lost light is in there. The sky is red. Uh-huh. There are things falling from the sky and there is writing.
1: The sky is red, like on Garrus 9.
2: Yeah.
1: Ah. Oh, okay, yep. So-
2: So this is, that's the visual of the thing. So this is how Drift then describes the vision to Ratchet. So he says, I saw Farmer, just as you described him, with the chains of her hand. I saw an army of spark eaters, I saw Grimlock, of all people. Mm -hmm. I saw world sweepers, the phantom fleet, the fleet that went missing in the dark nebula, but they were the wrong color. So that might explain, if there was a missing fleet of World Sweepers, how they're all just turning up all of a sudden, because the scavengers comment on the fact that they they didn't think there were any left.
1: Yeah, the scavengers are also the ones who tell us that Megatron avoided the Dark Nebula because the Diorates live there.
2: Ah, okay, that's interesting. The wrong color, I'm not sure what that might refer to. Yeah. uh most of all, most of all also words, words everywhere, words etched into the ground, all words, words um in a dozen dead dialects, mm-hmm. uh such as survive and thrive, uh trapped light,
1: mm-hmm.
2: the morality lock and threadbare space. So trapped light we are just seeing here, it's what Ratchet reads on top of the door. Mm-hmm. Uh the morality lock we've um speculated on and we reckon it might have something to do with again the technology behind equitas uh Taris portal what's happening now with the matrix potentially
1: the suicide lock that killed that was supposed to kill iron fist but ended up killing twin twist and uh the other one top spin
2: oh is that, that 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 have something to do with it
1: uh that's how you, that's how you access Equitus.
0: It, it was an Autobot spark, wasn't it? It was a, that's simply, apparently uh, they have different types of spark. It had, to
1: be, it had to be a spark and it had to be surrendered.
2: Oh, how does the morality, though, uh, aspect fit in? So,
1: so you can't force someone. You can't just uh, take okay. a captive.
2: Oh, oh again, you oh. have to surrender your spark. Yeah. Okay. A third space. um space. The Necrobot cape.
1: Mm-hmm. Red Alert's got that. Everyone
0: uh, loves an cape. <laughs> <laughs> which,
1: which points out, what was it? That something, it's got an old version of the benzene cluster or something, right? Or a new it's version. A,
2: or a, dif- a, a different a different version, whatever okay. that means. Hmm. And of course, prepare, confront, repel. And one last thing, uh, he says it was raining, except it wasn't rain. It was too heavy for that and too hard. And did we at some point get told or did we speculate that that was crystals?
1: I think that gets... I think Drift says the crystals like in my vision, I think, Ah. at some point. I think that's made explicit.
2: Okay.
0: So Trap Light, then, is it... uh, It's mentioned way back in uh, Death of Optimus Prime as well, isn't it? I think that was something that uh, uh, the wiki pointed out. It goes all the way back to the, the start
1: Okay. Uh, yeah, when um, rewinds. It, it, it's
0: where they're talking about the guy Hand as well, isn't it? That uh, where they, the thing nobody's ever heard of, he has to explain. Uh, it, it comes up uh, there, so it's not. It's not just somebody coming up with a really unhelpful way of warning Ratchet with they're, they're in trouble. there. Yeah.
1: yeah, I don't think that's. Yeah, I don't think that's meant for Ratchet. I think that's meant for the staff, of this facility but then hidden from the cattle.
2: Hmm, yes. That's a good... So it's not a warning, it's just a, a statement.
1: We are all trapped to Yeah, and it is over what is depicted as a church. You know, you would have... Uh, I actually can't think of any phrase that's above a church. All I can think of is work will set you free, which is
0: not... No, that's, that's a very different thing, Tom. <laughs>
1: They're all just lumped into the same... <laughs> yeah,
0: I, I know uh, Quark's here, but this is a, a concentration camp this time. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: There's
0: no flywheels to cheerfully shove him into the furnace.
2: Okay, so now... The fans of the facility, yeah. So we've got people in different bits of the facility, don't we? Hmm. First we get to Brainstorm Nautica. Brainstorm's early, early warning system is on fire. And uh, he comes across Quark, and uh, that's it. That's him him gone. That's him out of the picture. (laughs) And Notga finds a big door and says, Danger, do not enter. And as she's about to enter it, Skids turns up. And then we switch over to Rodimus, Drift, and Ratchet in front of another door. That door says W O. The letter W is the number zero. The others still can't see that. Mm hmm. And uh, Ratchet opens it and uh, Drift says, I can't see it, but I believe that you can. Wh- which infuriates Ratchet even more.
1: <laughs>
2: and uh, they open the door to a facility, <laughs> a lab of some kind, uh, a hospital, w but, for ward. But Rodimus
1: and Drift can't see the all the monsters there, right? They can. Oh, they can. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah they can. It's just yeah. the
2: writing that they can't see, which is interesting in itself.
0: Right, okay, yeah. Yes, Rodimus is the one who recognises a personality tick. Yeah. So Mario could be right there about <laughs> It'd be there all along.
2: They come across, so there's a personality tick, and all the other ones are races that we've come across at some point or other, aren't they?
1: Uh, yeah, I can't actually pick... Oh, they, they mention a few, but I can't... There's something which maybe looks like a nebulon there. Um, I don't think there's... I think I tried to look for a diary. I couldn't find one.
0: You gotta let the die eggs go, Tom. I know. I know you love Rob, but
2: <laughs> The only guy I don't think I've seen before is that guy who looks like a really fat squid on yeah. the bottom right.
1: I quite like that guy.
2: <laughs> but the other guys, I'm sure we've we've come across.
0: So it's, it's mucking about with all organics to do something yes. to do with transformers and sparks. Yeah,
2: definitely worth which, which out. could
0: be Scorpionoc. It's Maybe Tarantulas is going to pop up again. It's Pink alchemy. <laughs> Surprise!
2: And uh, Rodimus identifies whatever it is in the middle that's going on as trapped light.
0: Mm.
2: So they are grabbing something from them.
0: Before these rectangles turn up. So what, what do rectangles mean to you then, Tom? Hang
1: on. Uh, so Rodimus says trap light and one of the patients says something in an alien language.
2: Prepare, confront, repel.
1: But before then, it's mirror writing. Because you can see, prepare, confront, repel. Actually, look, it's quite easy to once you, it's it's backwards, it's upside down and backwards. It's backwards and so when they're all saying prepare, confront, repel, mm-hmm. repel, prepare. mm, it doesn't quite map actually. No, it doesn't quite. But it looks like the event is. I, I,
2: see, I see what you mean. Yeah.
1: The event is. <laughs> In the event of, okay, maybe there's nothing there.
2: <laughs> I, I I can see where you were going with it, though. I can see what you mean.
1: Okay, the the red rectangles are the eyes of the Omega Guardians from Key Alita. Are
2: they guarded
1: the Magnificent? I didn't pick this up right away. They are on a cover coming up.
2: Oh, okay. I thought nothing of it. I didn't even notice them.
0: <laughs> uh, so is, it, is that something that's really there then? Or is it just uh, they've now picked something out of Ronimacy's past oh, to come and maybe, yeah. uh, throw shit at it's him? Shameful... It's just a more aggressive form his... of uh, the dead people.
1: Uh, yeah, that's a really good shout. Yeah, because that, that's that's his, his biggest shame, right? When he lost his team. So why him. are they just sending their eyes at him? That's... <laughs>
2: And we cut to Nightbeat ascending because he figures out what Rome is for.
0: Yeah, the Nightbeat seems to be the only person who remembers any of the ones who aren't there either because nobody's asked about Crown down or, or rewind. Well, or uh, it's
2: But uh, yeah, <laughs> they've just vanished and nobody's looking around for them. But <laughs> it looks like we're all picked up on them. And I think that's more the art than anything else. I think that's just Lawrence not putting in characters where he doesn't need to in panels, like in backgrounds. And like he didn't never show them like walking away is what I mean in the background somewhere. He just didn't bother adding them in. So I don't okay. think that they've vanished as such, you know, in a suspicious way. I think they're just somewhere else. off. That's that's ah. my... But in any case, yeah. So now we have... Uh, I'm glad Nightbeat solved it. I haven't solved it. So um, we we have another mystery because now we don't know what Rung is for again.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And then we cut uh, over to Skids and Nautica, where uh, whatever this thing that is presenting these visions is has really read the situation wrong there. Mm-hmm. Uh, because Nautica is like, yep, yeah, Skids, good to see you, but like, um, we weren't that close, and I'm not sure what you want from me right now. So maybe talk to you later.
1: And then Skids just blinks out of existence in like a static very digital kind of uh, manner.
2: In a rather uh, d- disturbing way as well. Uh, not is on face. She opens the door that says, danger, do not enter. <laughs> and behind the door is the scavengers.
0: Ah, which uh, none of us were expecting that, were we?
2: <laughs> no, we really weren't. We really, really weren't, no. <laughs> How do you feel about this, Tom? You're not a fan of uh, Last Page character reveals.
1: No, but I'm not... It's very specific. When there's no surprise to it other than that they're there again. This is a genuine mystery. Okay. This is a good use of the trope. So when it's like Drift and Ratchet are here in their new costumes, it's like, well, okay, that's interesting you know that, that i guess you know they ju- the, the the mystery of them being there is that well they just they're here now that's not interesting and it just seems like a waste of space and it's it's kind of it's it's a, it's it's luxuriating in the fact that we've drawn these characters and we haven't drawn them for a while
2: okay i'll
1: tell you the absolute worst one the one which always, always sticks in my memory and this is this is a deep cut war within three the age of wrath when the last page is a reveal of a bunch of people we've never met before, but are all toys, over turbo masters. Yeah, exactly. uh, no, here's yeah. Blaster and some yeah.
2: guys. I, I hate them, especially uh, yeah, in Transformers, because I'm not as attached to toys or so the characters from previous continuities as much as other people. And when you have a big reveal like that, which has nothing to do with the story mm. that I'm reading, and I'm expected, I'm expected to go, yes. Finally, my favourite toy has made it on the page. Yes, <laughs> it's completely lost on me, so I don't understand why am I getting this.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, I guess I guess the story's over now. Yeah, but yeah, this. Well, luckily, uh, this is everything. To uh, luckily, Croc is
0: my favourite toy, so uh, that's page reveal works. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um. So what? What the hell is happening, you guys?
0: The, the, the first thing I notice is the magnificence is lit up again. When it, uh, it had died out, hadn't it? Uh, the last time we saw her, we still lighted on oh, us. it's out. high.
2: It's high. It's open again.
0: So it, uh, that's ready to answer some
1: questions next issue, I think. It's on a chain, Galvatron style.
2: Mm-hmm. Matrix style, yeah.
0: Yeah, but did she have that on her? Is that, oh, I always carry a chain with me to accessorize at any point. She's got a tall belt. Or was that I was that chains on the wall of a cell? It might have been a spare part ball.
1: inside Grimlock.
0: Uh, so the question is then, are they all on Garrus 9? Is that where they really are? Or is it maybe the scavengers got sent somewhere else for their uh, fall?
2: All the questions. Well, first of all, the Kill All Cons is on the wall to clearly indicate that they are exactly where we left them. Mm-hmm. And last time we discussed the possibilities. Or oh, Are they really in Garrus 9? Why is the cell door locked? Um, did anyone go back and... Lock it after Cop was there. Uh, did are they maybe somewhere else and they think they're on Garrison Are they what's going on?
0: Actually, the yeah, the door it's uh, not the same door from Last Side of Wreckers because I had a big on the outside, uh, yeah. swivel, the, yeah. The outside so that's, uh,
2: is uh, definitely different, yeah.
1: And Grimlock could have had multiple cells in his life.
2: She could have done, but the thing, the story relies very heavily on mm. the, it being Grimlock's cell that he was yeah. snatched out of and so on.
1: We also get that external shot, don't we, of Garrus 9, which we checked. And
2: yes, and we said it's the same place. So, is everyone else on Garrus 9? Is that door a portal? To Garus nine in some way are the scavengers not on Garus 9 and the shot was misleading um, is is everyone in a completely different place altogether
1: but why why did the scavengers want to go to Garus nine
2: because they wanted um, to put this baby into a body
1: yeah, they wanted to extract some sparks right they did because garras 9 had all the best spark extraction technology so if i was someone like oh i don't know farmer i was at a bit of a loose end but i wanted to extract some sparks
2: i'd set up house in Garus 9 yeah
1: and then because i'm a bit weird maybe i'd house all my technology in the form of spark eaters
2: uh, and who also have sparks <laughs> The, obvi- yeah. the obvious connection. <laughs> they eat them. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they do. Yeah,
0: I, mean, I, I hope... T- <laughs> I, I hope they were at least initially on Gareth's anyway, because uh, if not, that exterior shot at the end of uh, two Pata was a big cheat. That would annoy me if it, if it would ever really be. I think
1: because... Because, yeah, I think it, it, I'm going to take that establishing shot as honest. Mm-hmm. And because we don't, know where, cause we don't know where Rodimus and crew are, and because we're only shown the planet at night without its distinctive sky, because we don't really know anything about the planet that Garrus is on, I think they're on Garrus for real.
2: So uh, the shot of everyone else under the Matrix and all of that, do we think that this is inside the facility?
1: Yeah, I think that's in. I think they're in some sort of either dreamscape or or simulated reality, or maybe they. Yeah, maybe the uh, farmers just cyberform the whole place.
0: But then it, it looked the building looked the same in the, the last issue, so either there's a big time jump between. Oh, actually, no, it can't be a big time jump because they uh, they were back on the planet. Uh, I can't remember. No, no it was after uh, Nautica... And uh, Velocity had been to see uh, Agonizer. Mm. Uh, so that's it, relatively recent. It has to be the end of that Scavenger Super Arter. So either the, it's not Garros or there's an hallucination factor here. We can't, you can't have rebuilt Vitar yeah. Place. Or oh, there's factory.
2: a
1: Warren factor. Uh,
2: yeah, so the Warren is distorting time and space. Uh, maybe not, not time. Uh, oh, no, oh. but we know it does distort time.
1: Yeah, we do. We got that little hint, didn't uh-huh.
2: we?
1: Um, so maybe this, maybe where the Matrix is, is where Farmer went to, uh-huh. where he got pulled to after uh, Remain in Light. Uh-huh. And he has linked that up to all these places that are of interest. Garrus Nine for its spark extraction. Uh, uh, Skip, because Skip's got a story going
2: on there. Well, various <laughs> points in space, or because yeah. uh, that's potentially how Skorponak was extracted as well when he was um, living Garus Nine when he was in space and so on.
1: Yeah, yeah, we're all primed to think that this is some kind of Unicron situation where he just blunders into somebody, but yeah, just he sees a light, mm-hmm. right? Just like uh, Nickel saw.
2: Wait, at which bit? Do you mean when they all? fell into the portal.
1: Okay. Yeah, when Agonizer pulled them out.
2: That bit, yeah.
1: Yeah, it wasn't Nickel who was approached by the portal, was it? It was the scavengers oh, that she just, fell into yeah, it, Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, you know, James has said something about uh, with the wrap-up, he was forced to cut one story. I think that little Andrew Griffith scene, I think maybe that was it. We <laughs> <So laughs> mm. covered a lot of ground very quickly.
2: He said that he said that there was a real-life reason for those pages that he would talk about. So perhaps, like, yeah, maybe that's what that was. Maybe he had to somehow try to, yeah, skip ahead and he had to somehow incorporate uh, an element of the future story in there so he could link them up.
1: Mm. That makes sense.
2: Okay. So we, we have questions, but I think we've also got some potential answers.
1: Hmm.
0: Yeah, where, where do we think Getaway have uh, the lost lights, really, Then Have they turned up at real Cybertopia, or are they here as well? I
2: don't think there is a real utopia. I think there's a place, and there's something, and something else maybe, but I don't think there's such a thing. And do you know what? All of this is making me a bit worried, because I'm starting to wonder if uh, Getaway and Rodimus are going to have to team up to get out of here. And if that happens, I will shoot people
1: metaphorically. (laughs) I I think the Lost Light's been captured, and that Rodimus is going to have to save them, and yeah, we'll have to come down to what do we do with Getaway.
2: Oh, and everyone else is going to have to acknowledge that uh, Getaway was the one who got them captured, and Rodimus was the one who got them saved. Mm -hmm. And there's going to be some very red faces. (laughs)
0: Uh, To go along with red rectangles. (laughs) Uh, yeah, that's what I was thinking as well. It'll be a, a uh, team-up where they, uh, and that's what will reunify the crew before the end, with them all having to work together to yeah. get out. And I would suspect there will come a point where uh, uh, Ronimus and Getaway are alone during this rescue and only one of them will be coming out of that situation. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be a, uh, oh, great, uh, now, now we've rescued everybody. Uh, I think Ronimus will... I think Rodimus, it'll be like uh, we end the end of season five of Buffy, when Giles kills that guy because he's just had enough of him. And he's like, "Yeah, you're you're on a piece of shit," and killing you's a much easier solution, even if nobody else. Oh, would what do the it. other warlock? I think
2: no, uh, he kills uh, Glory. He kills uh, oh. Glory. Yeah, I, I
0: can't remember the name of her, her counterpart, but yeah, Ben. He, he ben, yes. Uh, it'll, it'll be like that where he, when he's alone with him, he will just. Get rid of him?
1: Really? Him. I don't
2: think Rodimus would ever do that.
1: No, I don't. Yeah, I think mean, he's he's all he's hurt, mm. but I think that runs counter to his. It runs because it, it runs with Giles's arc
2: mm.
1: of like, hey, he's not just a, he's not just an effete librarian man, is he? He's, he's got some real bite. But I think Rodimus is the other, a guy who says how much he wants revenge. You can't give him that revenge. He's a baddie. He's a bad mess.
2: Yeah. No, it has to be somebody else who does the dirty deed. But I don't think that James will go down that way. I think James will, will... there are two things he can do. Either Getaway is going to have a very bad end or Getaway is going to have some form of redemption. Uh, But he's not going to dirty anyone else's hands to get get Getaway to have that end. If you see what I mean.
0: Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a good point, I suppose. up maybe we somebody like Griff doing it, but I think uh, getaway is so hated hating now that I could I would be surprised if we don't get a pretty cathartic screw you death him for what one
1: of a regular Griff doing it, I can totally see.
2: No, I can't because Drift is on his no killing spree at the moment. Uh, or at Is least he? he was since before um, the Necro World. That's why was. his whole thing was he didn't want to kill anyone anymore. I thought that was Megatron. No, yeah. Uh, Megatron was uh, against violence. Dreyfus was against violence, but he just refused to kill it. Have you still not read uh, Empire of Stone? Seriously. shaking my head. I have. I did. <laughs> I read
1: yeah, I, I Even I, read, I've read Empire of I read so it when it top. came out.
2: I just can't remember it. Uh, he, the whole thing with the other guy was that uh, he kept taunt, um, yeah taunting Jeff to kill. It wasn't Helba. It was who was the main buddy? Was, Gigatron. Gigatron. kept um, uh, um, daring Jeff to kill him, and Jeff wouldn't kill him.
1: Okay.
0: Good. Oh, oh, I've got it. it it'll be. I uh, say I've got it, as if uh, I've actually got some amazing insights <laughs> here. It'll be. The, the old, uh, we won't kill you, but we won't save you thing. there something happening oh, where, where Drift yeah. is about to fall to his death or something, and he reaches, reaches out for help, and they just
1: let him fall. I would be disappointed I would by be. the implication of that. I don't think that straight. that's
2: even... Is there anyone who has a very, and I mean very specific beef with Getaway at this point? Has he caused the death of somebody very specific to another character?
1: Rook? Yeah, well, I, 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 a mirror of first aid with farmer. First aid's been kind of pushed. All of the Protector bots have been killed, he killed guess, So he killed
2: except... Mirage. Yeah. But Mirage wasn't that... Nobody, as... nobody cares about he Mirage. He wasn't as close to anybody. Yeah. He killed Atomizer. Nobody was as close to Atomizer.
1: No.
2: Yeah, the Protector bots have been put through hell. But again, we haven't seen that very personal connection between them. They haven't even known each other for that long, have they?
1: No. Well, yeah. I guess they've merged. I mean, all that stuff of yeah. Them being yeah. combined has sort of been. Well, Rook's a proper character.
0: He's much loved. Does your level of reaction to his death?
2: Oh gosh, a tailgate. Oh.
0: Yeah, <laughs> tailgate. Like, doesn't have his superpowers anymore. So how long would he last? in you know, one on one with.
2: Yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but Cyclonus might kill him.
0: <laughs> Cyclonus. Oh, yeah. actually, yes.
2: Yeah, that makes all the, sense. All, like, all the entire would...
0: rest of the crew will just turn on him, and it's, they've all got some issues there. Eh. I mean, also of course there's uh, Freud uh, to deal with as well among, uh, the bad guys on the crew who has some mental altering power, So he'd be a way to get if, if somebody's doing something to their minds here. Freud could probably be the one who could uh, sort that out with his own skills. Mm,
1: that's Chrome Dome's fight though. Isn't it? It's Chrome Dome and wrong. Thematically, are going to deal with. Chrome, Freud.
0: No, it's not Floyd has got mental powers, Sunder. is it? Sunder, Sunder. Yeah, but Sunder's, Sunder's, Sunder's right. an extension of Sunder. Sunder and Chrome Dome have to team up to extract everybody from the fantasy. Hmm. Well, when do we think Megatron's going to pop up again? That's a real.
1: Oh, well, I hope end. he doesn't, but of course he will when he.
2: Well, at the, at, the, at the last possible moment with an army of Cybertronians <laughs> and Orion Pax potentially. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, hang on. Yeah, the, the Sunder thing we've spoke about before. It could be Sunder doing all this, right?
2: Hmm. But how would it fit into those? So you think that, yeah.
1: Okay, so the Lost Light goes to Cyber Utopia. I think, I think,
0: that's what I was thinking before the end of the issue, but it was probably, uh, yeah, Sunder and Freud
1: was doing all but this. But how stuff. the scavengers uh,
2: would link in then? It's a bit bigger than them at this point.
1: Well, like, yeah, they, they could still be on... Okay, so Farmer so goes over to the Afterspark. The Lost Light ends up there. The Lost Light is captured. Sunder and Freud do a deal to work with Farmer uh-huh. in order to take out their enemies, do whatever, to, you know. I, I, can, I can see in that situation, because Lost Light's there mm. somewhere, so I can see them using the assets that are on the Lost Light in whatever
2: way. that. Okay, means. yeah. I can go with that.
1: But if... If they
0: never really went to Cyber Utopia, in that that means that somebody else was already playing with the perceptions of a crew of Lost Lights before they got wherever they lost. Which
1: is something we've talked about, right? There, there did seem to be a heightening of tensions. And how did Trail Curler put it? A bit... You know a, sort of a uh... Uh,
2: do you mean the bit where he says that all the worst aspects of your, your personality would be um, augmented, your emotions would be toned down and you would be unable to connect to everyone else? Yes,
1: that sounds like a pretty good description of what was going on in the last light in the final days. I mean, if if Getaway's excesses could be seen as him being controlled or limited by cyber utopia, that might be his his get out. Hmm. It wouldn't. It wouldn't excuse him for tailgate. Uh, but uh, p- putting poor Riptide in that pool, which we was fine with. Uh, it's. Uh, I mean, also all
0: these dimensional portals. I'm sure Warren will end up bleeding to the functionless universe. Oh so uh, uh, yeah,
1: that's a good point. Yeah, I guess uh, yeah,
0: yeah. Warren space could just do whatever. Oh the hell yeah, looks. that's right in
1: front of us. Yeah, the Warren can get. Yeah, Warren will get there.
2: Have we seen the Warren jump dimensions?
1: No, but I, you know Although, once we've accepted this.
2: This isn't strictly speaking dimension, is it? Is it's um different timelines. Mm,
0: yes. I mean, but my my theory, which I, I suppose could still happen, is that it was uh whoever spoke through Ted was actually Megatron sending a warning for the
1: functionist universe. No, hang on, hang on, hang on. Is the Warren, right, which brainstorm didn't know about but it's suddenly relevant. Is the war in the time maze?
2: What's the time maze? From
1: uh, Requiem of no, the war from uh, Requiem, you mean?
2: The noise maze. No,
1: the time maze, which oh, Tarantula came up with. Oh, uh,
2: Sorry, Requiem. You said, yeah. Or maybe that's what he tapped into.
1: Maybe. We've kind of been operating on the assumption that Nick's kind of doing his own thing.
2: But we know that's clearly a lie. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they talk. They exchange emails. Yeah, there are
0: obviously a lot of connections to to last stand going on here. James is going all the way back to the first thing he yeah, wrote. You know, or uh, co stars. wrote rather. So I suppose Springer could turn up with mate Overlord's pants. <laughs> As you say, yeah. Tom. Uh they have to team up to us he has to team up with Overlord's legs to rescue everyone. <laughs> That'll be the team up.
1: Yeah, you know. Springer Springer got a message too. We wondered when he was talking to Whirl and Ultramagnus. Maybe that's going to happen next issue.
2: And maybe we're going to come across Overlord, either at the, the very beginning of time or the very end of time, and then that oh. we will know where we are. Ah.
0: Of course, yeah, the, the, the trapped lights at the end, it's green. Like, sort of like a sort of green
1: shimmer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go. yes. So we've got a whole other range oh, of things. Oh gosh, we can... the more we
2: talk about it, the more complicated, again. <laughs> this is good. This is good. I, that, I approve of this level of confusion.
0: It's like... Uh, for me, it's like I've got equally a good idea of what I think is going on and also <laughs> no idea at all at the same time. It's, it's...
2: <laughs> that's the place to be.
0: <laughs> and I'm sure there'll be, there'll be extra surprises in the next issue.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm sure it's going to pile it on until, until we can't take it anymore.
2: So um we mentioned here and there a couple of the jokes in these two issues but i thought these were amazingly funny despite all the heavy plotness that was going on all these lines in there were just like stupid and hilarious all at once but i have really Taken enjoyment out of all the characters' reactions to the prospect of an afterlife mm. and uh, how in character it is for everybody, and um, I like that world is kind of like,, oh, this is a bit of a disappointment. Uh, the Ratchet's is like, "I want proof and I want it now." Ultra Magnus is kind of like, huh, this isn't quite what I expected, but it isn't quite you know uh, pulling back from me either. Drift's ecstatically happy. Actually, I don't, I don't know if that's correct. Uh, Swerve is very happy.
1: Mm, but Swerve's content.
2: Uh, Swerve's content, although he doesn't ascend, so something else is going on there. Uh, but I think Drift is still alert. He's not quite there.
1: Yeah, something's, something's uh, tugging at him, right?
0: Well, we've... Uh, Drift, is it in the, uh, the annual? Where uh, there's something that could... Uh, I can't remember what it was now. Uh, I did, as I said, it just occurred to me. I did check before. It's where uh, there's something along the lines of where they could prove something. It's where they are going to go to Titan's mind or something like that. And he uh, he says they shouldn't do it, uh, even though it would potentially give some proof to his religious beliefs, he's reticence to uh, to. Uh, am I remembering the thing that happened. Or i just made that up. I'm not sure, but he, he's he, he's not someone who's comfortable with having his ideology hmm. confirmed.
2: I'm also um, reminded of what James said in his interview at TF Nation that uh, Drift believes the Rodimus has a plan to play. He's trying to guide him towards um, whatever the at the end is going to be, and hmm. so Drift, I don't think, feels that. Um, whatever's happening here isn't about him in any way. I don't think he would ever feel that he's good to go until whatever Rodimus has to do is done.
1: Yes, good point. And what Rodimus, Rodimus wasn't there to shout at the gods. Yeah, uh, Marion, I totally agree. There's, there's a real lightness of touch um, to pretty much everything, I think. Uh, everything feels like it's been very well thought out. The art is super on point as well i got to say even like there's a lot of delight in there um i'm not convinced that um lawrence's is, is is lazy enough just to not put characters in um uh, if they're scripted um i yeah i i would i would think that absences are deliberate rather than sloth um there's well, does that mean the arm was uh, in it as well, though?
0: Yeah, if Chrome is in it, that means he's in a position to, to rescue them with his, his mind altering powers as well, whether he teams up with Sunder or not. So, yeah, I, I think he's been left out on purpose to be the, the, the cavalry with with someone, whether it's uh, uh, Sunder or Freud or somebody else he top, top, Megatron or Spring. <laughs> Springer or Overlords. Pants, he's rusty billion year old underwear.
1: <laughs> um uh Stuart, recently you were writing about the um the big splash page in uh, a US Marvel issue of Andy Wildman drawing everybody that'd been summoned by Primus to
0: <laughs> I, was uh, uh, I was indeed Thank uh, to You, you
1: say, you know, it's a real um uh peak of uh, of Wildman's work on the book and I really, really like the final page of The Scavengers of just how you kind of read everybody and their body language and their uh, how they react to each other. I really like the mostly silent sequence with Nightbeat, the silent sequence at the beginning and even stuff like how Lawrence draws Ten's eyes which aren't, it's just sort of like blank. They're not like impressions, are they? they're not depressions in his skull, they're just sort of plates the way the things he does with 10 in order to make 10 kind of go through these quite light emotions is is really really good uh yeah i gotta say in terms of um there was a lot transforming in the in these issues too and that's all done that's all drawn very well
0: i guess that uh <laughs> that in that same issue well was it issue before of marvel comic there's a letter <laughs> from james roberts where he says what he likes about the Marvel comic is that point, is that how nobody's <laughs> transforming anymore. So, yeah, it's great, Sam. It. It's not just about, they're not transforming. That's good. You've got, you're not just making it about that gimmick. Uh,
1: and. Uh, he's also the fourth scene who dies. <laughs> he's going to die when end. Unicron <laughs> comes.
0: It's like, it's like the cliche. If you were to write a spoof James Roberts letter, uh, that was just taking the piss out of me. How old would he have been then? Write. Like
1: 16? <laughs> it's,
0: Er, uh, 91, so uh, it's uh, working, working out if you know how old he is.
2: He's born in 76, I think. I think.
1: Okay, so, yeah. It would, so, okay. he'd have been 15, 16. Um, uh, yeah, I, I was I was five years old, Uh. six years old when that issue came out, and I was very disturbed by that letter. So <laughs> like, what do you mean they're phasing out transforming? What do, that's, that's the whole... That's the whole thing. It, it's Who right, is this well,
0: man? In our interviews, it's it's Nick you really hit it off with much more. So you you felt potential of that letter when we interviewed James. You couldn't get as
1: an interview. <laughs> hey, Didn't did know him. that you would written that letter until I read about it on your blog yesterday. <laughs> but but something something was was buried at the mi- buried at the back of my mind there. <laughs> But uh, yeah,
0: I agree. I think uh, Lawrence has uh, got into his groove now. I think this is his uh, his best start of a series. It's, it's almost a shame that we had to do. He's getting into his groove on the book. They uh, like maybe drawing a couple of other issues of other things beforehand, like in the good old days when we had spotlights where artists could find their their, uh, their I to say groove again. I can't just keep saying finding your groove uh, to get get into the swing of it. But no, now he's very much. Uh, uh doing he's doing very good work. Uh I think is uh does the story well and uh the colouring's great, the lettering's great. So I mean, we we talked about the skulls before, but it was also like when uh the detector thing is hot. It is hot in a big yellow hot. So to Tom B. Long he's doing he's he's throwing himself into it and he's giving different typefaces to all the guided hand.
1: Oh yeah, I like well, that guided is, uh... hand typeface. I couldn't identify it, but um,
0: you have to ask him on Twitter, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so, so everybody is doing their their, their a game here. Uh, colorists, uh, uh, letterers, artists—they're all
1: uh, they coming out. And sweet. even that that God War sequence, I, I when I first kept, thought that I actually thought that was Guido because it's so kind of stylized and like, uh, and it you know it looks like the way Guido introduced all the guiding hand in the way back in the annual. Um yeah, oh, you know, this is really, this is very distinctive looking. But no, it's all, mm. it's all Lawrence.
2: Uh, the colours help there a lot because the style changes as well.
1: Mm, good point.
0: Yeah, so I think as a, as a package, I mean, obviously if this is the first time in a while we haven't talked about a complete story uh, because we have caught up. So it'll, as ever, it'll all depend on how it wraps up uh, on Wednesday. But uh, it's... Uh, as a first two installments, uh yeah, it's uh it's it's firing at the moment, as it has been for the last uh good few issues actually. I can't remember really the last time we hit a Duff Note in the series. Uh it's ever since we've left Napa World, it's all all been pretty much uh
1: gold. Oh, yeah, I'm trying to think the last Duff Note was that two page scavengers. Cut um, away. Oh, that's more recent, yeah. <laughs> Tom. Be... You know, we, 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 we've already forgiven that. We've forgiven that, haven't we?
0: No, I never forgive, Tom. <laughs> I always remember it.
1: 20 years from now, when you're doing your real time <laughs> catch up on it's, the, on the IDW. is I because
0: Griffith has, has, has done art that has annoyed me elsewhere this week, but I, I won't go on about that again, do we?
1: <laughs> I'm a bit, I'll be even bigger man. Okay. Um, right. So, yeah, we're looking forward to the next one. I'm interested to see what's going to happen.
0: Speaking of uh, what's happening, let's find out what's happening with my lovely two uh, co-hosts in their creative lives. So, uh, Marion, what are you up to and uh, what is your Twitter handle?
2: Oh, you keep asking me that shit and I've got nothing going on and then I feel bad <laughs> about it. Uh, but my Twitter handle is Mortar. Um and you can find me under that name uh and various places across the internet. You can also find Podcast Maximus on Twitter and the Podcast Maximus. You can find us on Facebook. You can listen to our episodes on iTunes or other podcasting services, or you can go straight to our website on TF Archive and look for Podcast Maximus in there. Especially make sure that uh you if you haven't yet, um, Listen to our Nick Roach recent interview where we talk about Nick's career for IDW and his most recent output rec of the Wreckers. And if you listen to it and then read the issue, I suggest you go and listen to it again because Nicky, Nicky's a very sneaky fellow and you're going to pick up on a lot of things you didn't pick up the first time around.
0: <laughs> Just uh, when he's talking about pretenders and he's doing... Uh, oh, if I could put uh, the robots face of a human or something like that and he, he he puts such emphasis on it when he says that that you can just, we did it he, well we, we couldn't see him when we did that interview but I imagine when he was saying that he was just going <laughs> and maybe holding up a picture of Overlord <laughs> waving it <laughs> Uh, t- Tom, what are you up to? Uh, I feel bad for asking the question. Oh now. well, yeah, no, I've also <laughs>
1: haven't been terribly productive lately on my uh audio drama show, The Saga of the European King, available on iTunes and wherever good podcasts are found. Though, um, uh, I can announce that something I have written will be out in September. It's an audio drama. It's for an anthology show called the other one percent and i've got an episode in that show um along with a lot of other people around town um writing horror stories and ghost stories uh, so that's something we can all look forward to the other one percent you heard it first here uh, is that for like
0: re- radio or is that a podcast or uh, t- t- audible or something like that or
1: i don't know yet <laughs> That's a very good question, and one that I'm sure any listener would want to know. Um, stay tuned. Stay tuned to Podcast Maximus. So more it. information will be. I'm sure, in I'm
0: sure it'll come up again <laughs> between now and September. Uh, and me? Well, I, it looks like I'm the only one who is is breaking himself with work <laughs> constantly, both actual work and and fun work. Uh, but as Tom mentioned, I'm still doing uh, transformation every week. And uh, currently uh, coming up to the big final battle with Unicron. That started a couple of weeks. Uh, that was originally going to end the series before it just carried on for a while. Uh, so there's a lot of similarities to what's going on at the moment in IDW. Uh, anyway, for, so uh, I'll be making a lot of analogies there, no doubt. And, you know, if you go look for the uh, one for issue 316, you can read the, the funny letter from James Roberts that so upset Tom as a child and ruined his, his teenage years. And uh, on Twitter, I am at inflatabledalek. And if you look at me on Twitter at the moment, uh, my profile picture is a photo of me with Mads Mickelson from Casino Royale and you know, my new celebrity friend, where it looks like he's my sugar daddy because <laughs> we're sort of hugging at it. <laughs> <laughs> looks like. Well, you know, I, I, I put him off by saying Casino Royale was only probably the best Bond film we didn't like, for, for probably there. That's...
1: Oh, the man with the golden gun. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, yeah, I was thinking to you, Tom. Malfoy. I can't say definitively because I'll upset Tom. But he was like, "No, I, I." He was like, "I was in the best Bond film." No, probably about it. Fuck off. <laughs> so, yeah, he's a passionate man. <laughs>
1: well, I suppose you know that's what you want in a sugar daddy.
0: It is. I've learned there I must lie to people better to build up their egos. So I'll take goodbye to who are definitely the two best podcasters. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> we will see you all next time See you
1: all next time Bye 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 Hey, that's the end of podcast Maximus We did it We did another podcast Ooh. Maximus All of us Okay it stopped